everyone. My name is Gia Peppers, and I'm so excited to present another episode of Color of Changes Tell Black Stories podcast. We are back with the incredible artists, leaders, talents, the gifts who curated and presented the music for the movement. It's a new project coming from Disney and the Undefeated, and we get to talk to them today about everything they created. And I have a Brady Bunch group of panelists here with me today, so I'm going to introduce you to them, and they'll be able to say hello. First up, we have Terrace Martin, the producer of People Get Ready. Hey, Terrace. How you doing? I'm happy to be here. Welcome, welcome. Next up, we have the Robert Glasper, producer on People Get Ready. You probably know him. You'll probably follow him. You'll probably love him and all his music. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Robert Glasper. What's up, people? I'm out here. <laughs> He's also a comedian on the weekends. And next up, I have one of my favorite voices in the game, one of the greatest female rappers, but I'm not even going to give her female. I'm going to give her rappers in the game right now. Please welcome the incomparable Rhapsody, who's on Pray Mama Don't Cry. Rap, what up? Oh, peace. A beautiful artist, another beautiful voice who is joining us. We have the gorgeous, the everything, Miss Alex Isley. She's an artist on People Get Ready. What's up, Alex? Hi. Next up, I have the beautiful, the talented artist who did one of the hardest songs to cover and recreate, Strange Fruit. Uh, Miss Jensen McCray is in the building. What's up, Jensen? Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be a part of this. Hi. And then you've probably seen this young man. He's gone viral. He's literally been a young voice of our movement. His voice has echoed through the chambers of media for the past several months. And he's been singing his heart out and now he's gonna be singing Mercy, Mercy Me. Woo, I can't wait to hear that. We have Mr. Kedron Bryant on the call. Hi, Kedron. What's up? I'm so happy to be here. We're happy to have you. And then next up, we have Jathan L. Wilson, manager of partnership and marketing in Synergy. And he is an A&R creative director at Disney. So he's the one that made sure all of this happened for us. Please welcome Mr. Jathan L. Wilson. Hi. What's going on, y'all? Happy to be here. Thank you for coming. And last but not least, we have the managing editor for The Undefeated, ESPN's The Undefeated, and they do incredible work. They've been doing incredible work for the past several years. It's so necessary. It's so needed. Thank you for being here. Let's welcome Ms. Raina Kelly. Thank you for having me, and thank you all for your brilliant work. Oh, it couldn't have gone any better. It couldn't be any more brilliant. Seriously, thank you so much. Gratitude. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, Raina. This is beautiful already. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know, they are on a, a new album again, a new project called Music for the Movement. And the, the project is so incredible because it reimagines historically significant songs by and for Black America and shines a light on art as a form of protest, which we all know is so important to have and to hold and to get us through these moments. So I, whoever wants to start here, can each of you share what your experience was like working on this project? You know what, Jathan, I'll actually start with you on this because I'm sure you have a lot of insight about it. So tell me what your experience was like working on this, bringing this together. Man, it, it was crazy because we, we had to do it in seven weeks. So it didn't leave us a lot of time. Uh, Undefeated came to us with this vision of uh, making this record. And we had 
five weeks to pull it all together. And so I didn't really have a lot of time to figure out how I felt about the process. It was just jumping on the calls, uh, linking with the artists, giving him the vision and just uh, making sure we delivered on time. But now that I kind of have a moment to sit back, it was surreal, man, because, you know, I get to work with artists and producers who I revere, but, um, you know, this work is much bigger than music. Uh, being able to explore the, the eerie similarities between the past and the present, um, you know, and, and we're really just helping drive the conversation forward. So uh, it, it was an incredible experience. Brilliant, brilliant. I'll run to you next, Raina, because uh, you guys brought this to Disney, brought this to Jathan. Tell me a little bit about that, the process of creating and working on this project for you. Well, I mean, uh, from an undefeated perspective, this is kind of how we were thinking about it. it. It's only been a minute, right, since Black folk have been given some keys when it comes to the media. But the one thing we did do to tell our story was we invented the blues, right? The greatest, most magnificent invention of any invention ever, up to and including gravity. Amen. Um, so what we wanted to do was because this moment was so beautifully captured by our brothers and sisters and our ancestors in 1968 and 1969, we wanted to go back and do the same. We thought only music can actually speak to this moment, not just, because it's not just about facts. You know, I saw a funny email today that was how to avoid trauma while reporting traumatic events. And I think part of this project was not just to put it out there, you know, what's going on, but also to help us feel better. We wanted a little something. We needed to sing the blues a little bit. Yes, wow, pass the collection plate, Raina, that was a word. Thank you very much for that, that's so true. The blues, uh, it, it grabs you at your heartstrings and your soul strings and reminds you to, that life also has pain, it has joy, it has strength, it has perseverance. It just reminds you to live a little a little stronger. And so I love that you said that. Um, Terrace, I'll ask you, start with you, brother. I know you're surprised, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what it was like for you to work on this project and get the call that this incredible moment was happening. It was cool, you know. I mean, I got the call first from a good friend of mine by the name of Rocky. He's a, he's a record producer and he's just a, a real cool dude. But um, yeah, I'm glad I picked up that call because I didn't, I didn't recognize the number. I, I I didn't set. I didn't lock in his number. Not. I, I he was he was. It was a few different times I saw that number, but I didn't want to pick up. I didn't know what was going on. So he called me. He's like, "Yo, man, my boy Jathan, man, got this idea, you know." And it sounded cool, but then I, I was. I think I was doing something with my daughter, and he said something black, and then ESPN, and I I couldn't figure out what was that. And I was like, "What black ES? What are you talking about, bro? Like black ESPN? That's." Is that black? Like what? What is no? And he said no. We want to do this this situation. And then he, he put me on the phone with Jathan. Jathan was so cool. Um, you know, I, I want to add on to the seven weeks that you, you know that that Raina and Jathan had and the whole crew was like to me. You know, I, I mean, I, I do records a lot, and it, it was it was very smooth. It was mm -hmm. easy. It was it was very easy to create, and it was cool. I I call I call. They sent me the list of songs. You know, I didn't choose a song. I let Alex choose a song because I knew instantly that's, that's, I'm on Alex. Obviously, everything I'm doing, bam, Alex, Alex, Alex. So I, I let Alex choose the song. Alex said, people get ready. I said, that's a hard one. What are we going to do with that? I didn't tell Alex that, though. 
But <laughs> I, I can't even hear. I can't even hear that no other kind of way. Like, you oh. know, I'm like, but I was like, yeah, Alex is nothing. We got it. What key is easy? And I like, I called Robert and said, hey, can you arrange this? And then Robert did. I just showed up with my horn and got the studio and uh, had some food, played some keyboard, changed around one thing. But yeah, I man, Robert and Alex really, really, really shined, really shined on that record. Uh, you know, I was, I was just happy to put everybody in the same room just to get it done. That's beautiful. Some great producers did. All right, Alex, I gotta come to you next because Terrace just just gave you so many so many props for handling such a, a monument of a song like People Get Ready. So when you got that song, or why did you decide People Get Ready? And were you afraid to take on such a huge song? Um, first of all, I always gotta thank Terrace, um, who has become family and who has always just really supported me. Um, so thank you, thank you, Terrace. Uh, but so for it's me personally, God. It's God. It's God. It's God. It's God. you already know. Amen. <laughs> um, but so for me, Curtis Mayfield has been always been one of my favorite songwriters, just so prolific and such a vast catalog. He talked about any and everything. Um, and so that particular song is just it's sweet. It's soulful, but it has such a powerful message. So I you know that that one stuck with me when when Terrace had sent me the list to choose from that one just popped out because I I don't think I've ever really heard too many other people do that particular song or remake it so yeah it's one of those that you really have to know Curtis Mayfield Curtis unfortunately sometimes if your parents didn't listen to Curtis or you aren't super big on that era of music you might lose him like you shouldn't if you, you got good people around you, they raised you with some Curtis. But sometimes I look on Twitter and I'm like, y'all think that this is so, like, it's wild. But anyway, <laughs> I, I'm happy that you chose that song because I feel like just hearing the conversation, you all really made something magical there. Um, and speaking of the, the magic maker, uh, Mr. Glasper, uh, what was that like for you to come in on the process and arrange that song? What was that process like for you? Um, yeah, again, I'd like to thank Tony Martin. Wait, what's his name? Uh, Terrace Martin, um, <laughs> up and coming producer. Um, and I'd like to thank Terrace for, for bringing me in on this as well. He's always looking out for us and stuff. So, but no, Curtis has been a part of my life since I was, uh, I remember when I first heard Curtis Mayfield, I was seven. And my granddad used to own a trucking, a trucking company, 16 wheelers in Rochester, New York. And they delivered all across the, the United States. And I, I used to go see my granddad every summer. And the way I would see him, he would send whatever truck was closest to Texas. He would send that truck to Houston and pick me up. And I would drive with the driver a two day trip to New York. Wow. And this one particular driver, white guy, only listened to Curtis Mayfield. Wow. The whole time. Push a man live on repeat. And that's why I know Curtis Mayfield. And so from that, that's that was my introduction. I was I couldn't get the songs, the Curtis Mayfield songs out of my head. And then from that, that that was my introduction to him. And I've loved him ever since. I've I've always been a big fan of Curtis's music, you know what I mean, and what he stood for. You know, and he was able to make protest music that was also uh, very uh, 
high on, on a high on a high musical level. Right. You don't right. even realize how high music how high of a level it is because he was also able to make it regular for people. But mm. once you like once you really dissect it, you'd be like, yo, like that's that's this is not normal. Even the way he puts things in order on for songs, it's it's odd. It's not it's not the norm. You know what I mean? And so I've just been a fan ever since. So when I saw people get ready, I was like, oh, psh, that's easy. Let's go. I, I breathe it. It's easy. Mm, I love that you breathe it. Breathe it. Yeah. That's dope. And shout out to that man, the driver. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> Super shout out. Super I, shout out. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And I want to <laughs> take it to the youngest panelist on here, Mr. Kedron Bryant. Um, when you heard Mercy, Mercy Me, had you, when you selected that or that song came to you, what, what did you feel about recreating it? Did you feel ready? Or were you like, huh, do I t need to take some moments here and really figure this out? So um, Mercy, Mercy Me um, was the song that I chose because, um, well, we do need um, mercy and love in our world today um, of all the tragic things that's been going on. And so that song is just really motivational and it really inspires me. And also the artist, um, Marvin Gaye, he really is inspiration because his songs have a lot of powerful messages um, that I take upon and I learn on. And so I chose Mercy Mercy Me because it is a powerful and we do need mercy in our world. So um, Mercy, Mercy Me is the song I chose because it is just a inspirational, motivational song that I think we need. So. Amen. And I'm sure with you and that voice, you tore it up. Probably gonna make us cry. I can't wait. I cannot wait to hear it. Uh, and now Jensen, I'll go with you. Strange Fruit is a hauntingly beautiful tough record i mean why strange fruit and and tell me a little bit about recreating that for you where did you have to go i mean i'm you didn't i'm sure you didn't have to go far you probably just had to turn on the news but uh speak to me a little bit about where you were mentally when you were recording that song well i mean it definitely is a really difficult song and i felt like the shadow of all of the incredible artists who have done it before me for sure but what was so interesting was that I had actually like really returned to that song in a deep way before I knew about this project happening at all. At the beginning of June, when the protests were really in full swing, I just immediately like felt drawn to that song. And I was listening to Nina's version and Billy's version, just being really overwhelmed with like how deeply it resonated with me. Um, and I started messing around with my own arrangement, arrangement of it on acoustic guitar, like just for myself. And then Rocky, my boy, my producer reached out to me and was like, like, here's the list, like, are, do any of these jump out to you? And I was interested in doing potentially lift every voice and sing as well. But when I saw Strange Fruit, I was like, if we can do that one, like, that's the one. Um, and I feel like really excited to have brought that sort of acoustic guitar, almost folk sensibility to it, like combined with the, the soul and the catharsis that already is so imbued in the lyrics and the melody. And I find it especially haunting as well. Um, and yeah, it was just like, I, I was already so in that headspace. Um, so even though it's like a very hard song to sing and every single take we did, like I felt like <laughs> exhausted after, um, it was like, the, it was really the only option for me because I felt like, I don't know what it is that drew me to it, like bef months before I even found out about this project, but it's just been very important to me ever since I first read the lyrics, like when I was like 18 in a, in a poetry class. Wow. I think that's so awesome that you 
already had been preparing for it before that song even came to you like that's that's kind of divine timing honey I, I ain't gonna preach but that's crazy like congratulations and I'm, I'm so happy that you are again a part of that legacy of artists who were able to sing that song and especially during this time like you're able to be that voice for our generation so that's really awesome that you get to do that Thank you All so right. much. definitely an honor <laughs> yeah yes I love that Rhapsody girl okay so you did pray mama don't cry and I have to know what your process was like you selecting the song uh where, when people know Rhapsody is on a record they know it's going to mean something and they know it's going to get you at a heart level um so speak to me about choosing this song in particular and what that recording process was like for you well, I had to go and be original and do an OG version. Um, you know, I got all these amazing songs and I love them all. And I'm just like, I can't sing those. So I don't know how the process of me recreating like a Mercy Mercy Me, which that would have been the one I picked, but somebody beat me to the punch. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I was going, this is going to be my singing debut. But um, no, I was just, you know, like I'm inspired by all, you know, from Aretha to uh, Curtis to Marvin to so many artists. So I was just like, you know, let me be inspired by what all of their music meant and just make something original for our times. Um, so, you know, I wanted to come to a place because I've, I've been doing verses and, and songs for I don't know how many for the whole just times. And I'm just like, well, what, what new way can I approach this? I've approached it the angry way. I've approached it the introspective way. So I wanted to approach this one um, to touch on people's empathy and sadness and to think about, you know, we all have mamas and we all relate to our love for our moms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I wanted people to feel the uh, the emotion, the hurt of black mothers when they use, lose their children or, you know, vice versa. Um, you know, so I wrote me a little singing hook, um, but I wanted to share the spotlight. So ninth called Bilal and Bilal sung the hook on it. He absolutely killed it. Um, he captured the soul of you know, all the older artists that sung the blues and, you know, so much more um, before us. And, you know, you know, I, I just did what I do. I, I rapped, I reflected the time, you know, I tried to touch on, you know, again, people's emotions and, and empathy and, and connect through the soul. Um, you know, that's the beauty of black folk. That's the beauty of black music. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's pray mama don't cry. Yes, yes. Excuse me, child. I was over here asking the same question when you have an original work. Excuse me. <laughs> you didn't recreate anything. You created. Um, but that's how long is that? <laughs> I was in there like last well, I research. I was like, it must be one of them sleeper cuts. It must be on somebody's album at the end. Child, here we go. But look, that's why I'm happy we can have honest conversations where we're family. But no, I'm, I mean, that's that's even uh, that that makes me feel even better about the record because some people might be getting introduced to new things that they not, haven't heard before with newer voices and some people get to hear your pen and so I'm very excited about this this uh this moment and I have to ask you all we are living in one of the most tumultuous times in this country um I, I'm sure in all of our lives especially uh young Kedron over there I'm sure you know this has been a lot for you um because it's been a lot for us um, when we speak about the power of art and the power of music in protest, we know that it means so, so much. And so can you each speak to me a little bit about what you believe the power and the, and the responsibility of artists during these times is? 
I would say one is is the soundtrack of the movement of the times of you know of people's emotions who don't really know how to express them in different ways. You know, you can speak the music for that. Um, to say what you can't say to feel to heal. Um, you know, for our activists, boots on the ground, people doing uh, you know the marches and and just really in the streets. Sometimes it's the energy they need too. You know, to just be motivated and continue to not remain hopeless or understand. You know. Yo, I, I feel it through the music and it means something while I'm out here. Um, you know, I, I think that's one way. Another way is to educate people, but I ain't gonna talk all the time, but you know, that's, that's my little spill on, you know, how I think music, um, you know, is a big part of, of the times. I agree um, with that because the reality is, I think a lot of the, a lot of stuff, it's, it's, it's just pure ignorance and not understanding the real history of black people in America. Like literally people don't know. They're not getting taught at school the right thing and they're not getting taught at home. So how are they gonna know the true actual history? All they see, all they see is us being like, Argh! but they don't know why. In real life, they don't know. You know, and so a lot of times music can, you know, give you some perspective on things, but you know, I think most of the time music, the protest music is to remind us not to give up and to keep fighting. It's not really for the people who are already hating us because no one listens to a song and be like, you know what, I don't hate you anymore. That was a nice song. You know, nobody, <laughs> nobody necessarily does that, but it's like to remind us to keep fighting because we're standing on the shoulders of other artists and activists who fought for us mm. because, you know, it's getting better. You know what I mean? But we have to keep fighting for it to get better for our kids. I have kids, you know what I mean? So now it's like, yo, now I, that's really my motivation too. It's like, you know, I think about things a lot different now that I have kids, you know what I mean, than I did before. And it's like, I'm really thinking about the future, you know what I mean? And so I feel like those kind of songs, protest songs, you know, live on, you know what I mean? And inspire other generations to keep going and to remind them we have to keep fighting, you know? I love that. I also think like, there's a kind of, it's kind of two prong. Like I agree with everything that's been said. And as well, like for one, it's very validating and affirming for people who are enduring the pain and the suffering, the people who are, you know, civilians or people who are on the ground, like doing the real work. Like it's very affirming for them to hear music that reflects those feelings back to them, to know that what they're going through is real and true and valid. Um, but I think another thing that just occurred to me was like, I'm sure you guys are all familiar with like the origins of like black hair braiding and how back during slavery, like black people would use braids as a way to design maps to freedom. And I feel like we've always been that way. We've always been using creative means to design maps out of where we are. And I think that music can sort of function that way as well as like a map out of the present moment. And, you know, it's interesting to look back at how music both is reflective of our current time, like music from the past still resonates, but also in ways, it's also a way to like use the goalposts to see like how things have changed and how things have gotten better, even though there's still a long way to go. Mm, I love that, the goalpost, yes. Alex, you wanna go next? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, what Robert was saying as far as uh, the music reminding us um, of who we are and what we've been through. Um, so I, I, I think that's definitely, um, music is an educational tool in that sense for sure and me too being a parent now being a mother um you know i'm always thinking with my child in mind and, and her future is my priority so that's important and i think for me too um 
touching back on like what I did and didn't learn in school, there was a lot that I had to learn as an adult. Um, Cause you just, you hear about Martin Luther King and Frederick Douglass and Harriet Tubman. And that's really it as far as the school system and what you're taught as far as black history, that's really it. So a lot of things I had to pick up on and, and discover as an adult. So, and music, through music, that was that was part of my learning. Music was a part of my education on that, on um, on our people, on our culture and, and what we've gone through and where we are. So it's important. Love that. Yes, that's so true in school. Like, depending on what school you went to, those were, that, that was it, that was, the the trinity of the the entire movement and rosa parks and they were just like good luck and it's wild thank god for parents thank god for movies thank god for documentaries we would have never known about john lewis you know who was standing right next to dr king may he rest in peace you know there's so many um icons that we are still that are still alive today that we still can celebrate um and so thank you for that point that was really dope Kedrin, i have to ask you because you represent such a, 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 the younger part of this generation, the Gen Z part of this generation, and this is a partnership with Disney. Um, and I know a lot, a lot of young people are, are scared right now. A lot of young people have to figure out how to show up for school and figure this out uh, and try to still be a young black man in this world that is dangerous and scary at times. Uh, so. What do you hope your generation takes away from this project? What do you hope young people are able to hear when they hear you sing Marvin Gaye's uh, Mercy, Mercy Me? I, um, I hope that my generation um, can bring like, well, I hope that they could bring like some motivation that I bring to them so that I can encourage them to keep going through these tragic times of um, killings because of racial profiling and in this quarantine, and it may be stressful, um, but I wish that my um, music can bring about a change in my new generation um, so that we won't be discouraged and that we could keep on fighting for what is right and not let anybody turn back and not let anybody turn us back from what we are trying to do and what we are trying to accomplish in this world today. So. Come on, young man. You better preach. Come on. I really love it. That was great. That was beautiful. Snaps. We're snapping all around. Absolutely. That was great. <laughs> yes. And and I have to ask the parents because Robert and Alex, I know you both are parents. Terrace, you just talked about your child. I don't know who else is a parent on this call. Um, but Disney, we turned to Disney, you know, for the, the 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 fun, the fairy tale. And this is a very real project. So what do you tell your kids about this time? And when you you, you play this record for them, what do you hope they, they take away from it? I'll jump in here as a parent too. Um, you know, we don't really hide anything from our kids in my house. Uh, I felt like this was a, a really opportune teaching moment for them uh, to kind of learn about the, the history of their people. Uh, to kind of engage in the work that's happening on the ground. We actually uh, went to the protest. They were out there holding up signs. Uh, yeah. We watched the documentaries, because um, that's how I was brought up. My, my dad is from, you know, grew up in the South in, you know, the late 50s and 60s. So every time he walked out the door, you know, he was facing the prospect of death, you know, mm -hmm. and so 
they never shied away from those conversations at our dinner table. You know, I started being profiled by the police as young as nine, you know, in terms of just like the looks and the stops and the questioning, just riding the bike. And so I never wanted to uh, shield my kids from the truth. You know, it's like there, there's a way that you have to have the conversation, but I was never going to paint a picture that it's all Santa Claus and tooth fairies and everything's fine. It's like, no, you, you're going to have the mind to, to navigate these spaces uh, authentically and you're going to have the power to, um, to, to create the change that we're fighting for right now. So uh, it, it was really important for me and for this project, for Kedron, what he represents is like, you know, I think through this movement, we're seeing the youth really step up. I mean, they're on the front lines. They, they, they demand injustice louder than, you know, some of the OGs out here. And so to kind of see that energy uh, really take place and, and really see them like take the baton, um, yeah, it, it's important for my kids to step up and see that. I feel the same way that, that Jathan says, you know, we don't, we don't really hide, we don't hide anything from my children. Um, as a father, you know, cause I have a, I have a 22 year old son and I have a three year old daughter. So I have a whole, I have, I have a gap of situations, but as, as this whole last year has been a whole learning experience for everybody, but I, I, I tell y'all straight up, it's, this art is so important that we keep doing, especially black art, because going even back to what Jensen said about the braids, like I, I believe art are roadmaps because that's what hip hop was to me, to be able to navigate through South Central LA. How, how I got through South Central, others and growing up out there was songs like How to Survive in South Central, like look, like listening to Easy e you know, like how I, how I learned how, about real estate and saving money was listening to too short was listening to everybody that was talking about stocks and bonds and all these things. So that's what music did for me. And you know, I mean, having a black son—I mean, black people in general—but ha having a black son right now for me is scary. Mm -hmm. Every time I see his number, every morning he, "What's up? You cool? Hey, uh, hey, Dad, I'm I'm out with some friends. I'm gonna drive home. I know you older. Can you call me when you get in the car and keep the phone on? Like mm -hmm. it's 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 a real thing. So for me it's really important that these type projects always happen because these are going to be roadmaps. Even this Zoom, whatever is recorded, you can't erase what stays in the universe. These are roadmaps. You feel me? Like, they, like, like, like these are how to get out that situation by looking at somebody brave. Like, these, these are them. These is like, you know, like, we, we, we didn't even, we knew how to deal with the police young by always listening to NWA records. Like we knew how to deal with them young. We knew how to do everything through music. It was like uh, hieroglyphics. It was like it was like just different. It was like these things. You know what I'm saying? So like when I'm listening to like Strange Fruit and all these other tunes, like these 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 are songs that are written such in the past. And fortunately and unfortunately, they're still relevant because still going every day. You know, I've I've been harassed by the police. You know, but and I'm a product of the system. I went through the system young. You know, my oldest son, he looked, he went through the system young. You know, we grew up gangbang culture and mm -hmm. art secondary where I come from. Art, art, art where I come from is if you privilege mm -hmm. and they don't take your horn on the way to school, you can keep doing it. <laughs> you know, but going, but these roadmaps are so important because these are going to inspire, like music is the fastest traveling signal in the world. You can't even name another signal that you can reach millions of people with one thing. You can't even think of another 
another thing. Like it's it's more powerful than any bomb they may make for sure. It's powerful. So these things are very, very powerful, man. And 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 to the young brother right here, man, I'm I'm so proud of him, man. When I I'm so proud. Me, my my older son turned me on. He's like, Dad, look, he hard. You should get him on a hook. I said, okay, he missed the whole message, but let me look at it. And man, you are doing powerful things. I want to encourage you. I want to send you and your family love and strength and say, keep doing it. And whatever you need in your life, man, I'm sure everybody got you, but I got you. I know you know damn joints and everybody. So I, I just want to send you love and covering. I, I just want to cover you with just protection, bro, whatever you need. Yes, sir. Ooh, a word. That was a, a word. Ooh. I'm real quick. <laughs> um, Robert, did you want to say anything? See, no, see, that's yeah. all we good. That, we good. That was it. He literally said everything. Uh, and so, and I, that's such a good segue to the next question because we've seen a lot of major brands have a lot of performative statements. Everybody had a Black Lives Matter graphic when it, initially the movement started, and for Disney to back this project and actually work for change is is major. So um, can you talk to me, Jathan, a little bit about getting, making sure that Disney was able to show up in this moment and really work and connect with the undefeated to make this happen? Because this is much more than performative. And this is a major statement from such a international, globally respected brand. Yeah, I feel like it was... Um... It's one of those movements where you can't stay neutral. You have to, to, to pick a side or, or the side is gonna be you know, chosen for you. And so this is a company that always wants to do the right thing. And you know, they have invested a lot, but you know, it, it's been the collective effort of you know, not only the CEO, Bob Chapek, Bob Iger is you know, a huge you know, proponent of you know, diversity and inclusion at the company. But uh, there were just a lot of loud and proud black voices from the employee base at the company, you know, like saying like, we need this, you know, you have to see us. Um, and I'm gonna hand it over to Raina here because it just became an incredible opportunity for the undefeated, which has been doing this work kind of under the radar a little bit for years. And so, the stars aligned for this brand, the undefeated, to kind of rise to the forefront and you know tell these stories in a way where it is about the music, it is about the art, it is about you know the the activism from a lot of these athletes that we're seeing. It is about you know they they cover so much of the spectrum through the lens of Black America. Um, it just became like the perfect storm of just you know Disney responding, the undefeated already being an entity of this company and then being able to, to elevate that voice uh, to speak that truth. But I'm gonna pass it to Rena so she can drop a word. I just wanna say again, we were just so unbelievably grateful to be here and to allow this platform, The Undefeated, which just literally the stars aligned. And this is only the beginning, right? This is, this, this is only the first I'm gonna steal Jensen's words right quick. These are just the first maps to freedom that we put down right now. We are not stopping, again, because also to Terrace's point, there is no signal that moves faster, not light, not nothing. Um, and we got a lot to say, you know, we've just started. Yes, I know there's gonna be a few of these releases. And so I think that 
is incredible uh, because once this first one gets out in the world, people are going to want more. And so I'm excited to see that you all are doing that. Um, and obviously, the election is less than 25 days away. Uh, we are seeing voter suppression in so many different ways, mailboxes missing, people's envelopes. Like We are seeing so many things right now. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you all about how you're planning to, to vote. What, it, what, are you, what do you care most about in this election? Whatever you want to say about where we are in this historic time that literally in under 25 days, we'll know the difference. We'll know where our country is headed which just gives me so much craziness to feel in my, in my heart and my spirit. But I wanted to ask you guys how you all are dealing with this impending election, the power of voting, and if anything you wanted to say to the, to the people while, like Tara said, what, we recorded, what we're recording now is history. So what is your commentary and your thoughts on this exact moment? I already voted. Your girl already sent in her ballot. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was really, it was, it was nerve, even though I live in California, so like I'm very comfortable and confident that it's going to go blue. Like I was still very nerve wracking just because I know this election is so significant. Um, and it's only my second presidential election. So it's still, and so the first time I ever voted was for Hillary Clinton, um, which is like insane. Like the fact that that tumultuous election was my first is crazy. And the fact that this one is even crazier is it's just been a very interesting introduction to adulthood. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the most obviously police reform is really important to me. And like racial justice is one of the most paramount issues to me. But honestly, like climate change is one of the most important issues to me. One, because it is a racial issue. Climate change is absolutely a racial issue. It disproportionately affects minorities here and abroad. And it's also upsetting to me that it has become a partisan thing because climate change should be a thing that we all care about equally because we're all on the same planet. We all got one earth. <laughs> and for whatever reason, it's become this thing that it's like liberal or leftist to care about when really it should be a, like a really easy bipartisan agreement. Um, and I'm really, I'm really inspired by um, all the young people that have been turning out to vote and I'm inspired by all the early voting that I've been seeing, like they're shattering all these records. So I feel, I feel cautiously optimistic about what's gonna happen these next three weeks, but I mean, if I learned anything from my first election, you'd never know. So got to be ready. Amen. I was going to say, I, I, I voted tw twice, twice in my life. Once for Obama, and I'm voting now. Look, I got my voter's registration form. You can't give me, can you see it? Yes, he's showing it to us on the screen. <laughs> I, um, I've only voted, to, well, this will be my second time voting. I voted for Obama. And it's going to be the second time, and uh, you know, and I'm I'm very in, into climate control. I've been I've been going through all that too. Some something I've noticed though that 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 is strong in I I, hate, I, I don't like saying black communities and all, but something that's strong in the ghetto is in the hood where I come from, and so other people could relate, where people just don't have faith in the system. So. It's, it's hard to tell somebody that got laid off because of the pandemic, can't work, rent man putting them out, four kids, nobody working. It's hard to tell them a vote or climate is going to do anything for them. It's hard. And I know this because I talk to them every day. So my campaign has been creative ways to let them know that this does affect you because when you when you're dealing with it every day like that, 
just just dealing with trying to pay your rent at the first of the month with kids and ain't no system and you're not thinking about the fucking presidential nothing. You're not, you can't. You literally can't. So I, I see a lot of voting campaigns that are targeted to a lot of information behind voting, but it's it's a it's a certain zone of people that never even get that information because they dealing with the f- that won't even let them get to the information. You feel what I'm saying? So for me personally, my whole thing is like, I tell a lot of homies, because I talk to the homies a lot, they're like, man, f- voting. And I'm like, well, look, bro, this is my thing. This is how I break it down to them. I say, look, I don't like that I don't like that dude you've been bringing on me for 10 years. But every time we go drink, I buy that full bottle too. Because he ain't that bad. So I say to all to all my folks, I've been telling them, bro, just go for the lesser of evils then if you're not f- something. Like, you got to break down like that. Then I then I had to break it down to the economy thing, how this do affect them. But there's so many layers that I, I feel like black people aren't getting enough information to even want to know how powerful voting is. I'm privileged to be around people that understand climate control and all this all this other things that I didn't even give a f- about not that long ago. But I realized I represent a huge portion of people that be like, man, why you, man, vote, man, vote, man. I don't know, man. They don't even, I say, you right, bro. Let me pay for the Uber. Let me buy your bottle, pull up. Just like a club party, let's pull up. Let's party at the polls. Okay. Let's turn up at the polls. You feel me? Rob will come play his keyboard all night. Right. <laughs> Rob to the I'm, poll party. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Why you tripping bad, though? Bro. Oh, <laughs> hey, and it is because scary. and then and then at the party you have people set up with tables who know what can can show people how to deal with this and what to do, how to fill stuff out, have the papers there. Like, that's not a bad idea, bro. Let me tell you, and it is daring for Disney. It is daring, and that's a big thing. And I, that's why I did it off the bat, because I'm going to keep it 100. I don't rock with, I don't do nothing with these fake, uh, fake supportive-ass companies out here, These all these fake companies that put Black Lives Matter for a day. And t- I don't rock with none of them. I ain't going to even trip, but I love the fact that Disney, Disney, God damn, like yeah. that's a big deal. Es, that's yeah. a big deal because yeah. that's what our people want to know in the hood. They want to make sure whoever we vote for is with us because everybody done told us to tell. And when they get in that office, they get their new shoes, they get their top of the line Chardonnay and they rosé, they have cooked meat, and they forget about us. They forget about us, and they they use all of our strength to get the votes up, and then throw us out the car, drop us off. But we're not rolling like that right now. Like we're gonna hold these folks accountable for everything yep. they do. And that's that's what's serious about the whole thing with me. Wow. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. If I was in LA, I would pull up to the poll party. Okay. That's crazy. Um and does, does anybody else want to add to that? Yeah, I wanna jump in um Okay, Jason, then Alex, did you wanna say something? Oh, right. Go first, love. Go first, please. I ain't gonna keep you off. Just to add on to it, it's even more important to vote down the ballot. You have to vote for your judges. You have to vote for, you know, who's running the school system. You have to vote for police commissioners, and that that directly affects you. That has they affect you more than the president does on the rail. So, you know, everything is a process. Everything is attached. You know, and that's how we can start to really change the things that you know we that really affect us. Is, we have to get out and put those people in place that are, that live in our neighborhoods, that are, that are in our counties, our states, our cities, you know, um, and say who's really going to rep for us. And when they 
when something comes to the Senate, who's going to speak for California? Who's going to speak for North Carolina? Who's going to speak for Black people here? You know, um, to make sure that the things that we want to get done get done. Happy voting, y'all! I'm gonna I'm pass it to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. You actually took the words out of my mouth because that's what I was gonna say. Local elections are probably more important because those are the things that are affecting your community directly. That's where you're gonna see the progress on the ground. And like Rhapsody said, those are the people who have to show up in Washington that you hold accountable for how they vote. So presidential elections, yes, they're important, they're meaningful, but local elections is really where you start to see the change in your communities. I love this. I love thing, um, which is just that if to all the people who would think that their vote doesn't matter, if your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't be trying so hard to take it away from you. So that's the most important thing to keep in mind. Yeah. I be telling that all the time. I be like, I don't see nobody, but you know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. We have one last question. Um, and so I want to make sure that we end this on a, a point of joy because we are living in a pandemic. We're living through racial, social injustice. We're living through so many madness, so much madness right now. Um, but we always ask every artist that comes on here how they are protecting their peace and joy in this moment. Um, and so I would love to end on that note because I think it's so important that we talk about joy because black joy is resistance if, any, if nothing else is. Uh, and so I wanted to start with, um, you know what, Terrace, I will start with you because you've been dropping gems lately. How are you protecting your peace and your joy through all of this madness? I learned that young, you feel me? I mean, as long as I got imagination, I know how to protect my So my, my thing is like, stay out the way. But that means so many, it's so many different layers to stay out the way. Like for me, like my joy and peace comes from like being thankful for my health, staying active, keeping my diet right. Cause that's, that's, that's what you need. You know, you gotta keep that body and keep that brain right keeping my diet right, making sure I'm eating the right things, making sure I'm taking the right herbs, making sure I'm listening to music, making sure I'm protecting my energy by not by not with people I know I shouldn't be with. We all know that. I'm making sure I don't with people that with people I don't with. So I just stay in my bubble. I stay focused. I keep my eye on the prize where I could where my spirit could even receive a call from Jathan to go and do. Keep in mind I've never even done a cover I've never recorded a cover song. I've never that's why I didn't know what to do. I never, I never did it. But for me to even be welcome in that situation, like, you know what? I like bro spirit because my spirit is welcoming in a different direction. Because right now, with all this hate going on, love, not to be corny, but love is the only shit that gets us a pass. And like I tell everybody, we ain't got to get along because I don't like a lot of people. And I ain't going to never like a lot of people. But I respect everyone. I respect everyone. Oh, I don't, I don't even believe in kumbaya. But... I respect everyone because I grew up, once again, with let's just get home. If if you mad at a dude, he got his baby with him, let him get home. He got his woman with him, let her get home. He got his mama with him, let her get home. If it ain't that level, that thing, that mentality, like I'm not asking for America. I'm asking for everybody just to be cool so we could all get home. The whole ball game is to get home. And as far mm -hmm. as the pandemic and all that stuff, that's why it's like, you know, 
keep your health up, you know, study what the study, study your blood type, know what you should be eating, know what meat does for you, know what dairy, know what mucus does to the body, understand these things, know what being a true vegan is, know what not being, just understand true yourself and your family, deal with your internal and your family, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your kids, deal with the internal. If the internal ain't right, none of the shit we talk about matters. Mm. You could vote for whoever, they could allow everything, but if your internal ain't right with your you and your spirit and your homies and your loved ones around you, this shit is irrelevant. So everybody <laughs> can go vote all they want, but if your inside ain't right, it ain't gonna work. So we gotta work on that too. And that's 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 what I'm on. That's how I'm keeping my peace by making sure I'm reading, I'm listening to this, I'm I'm just I'm just being receptive for the right things. Yeah. But and I'm receptive for the bad things too, because I believe both of them. So my thing is like, you know, and just staying prepared and be ex like Herbie Hancock taught me, expect the unexpected. That's how he plays music. He plays music by he walks into a session or a live stage by expecting the unexpected. That way, nothing is a shock. Every challenge is welcome. Every yeah. challenge is, is welcome, welcome in life. Because when you challenge, you're growing. If you're yeah. not challenged, you ain't growing. You might be dead already. Yeah. You know? so that's, that's how I'm keeping my peace. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Who who else wants to uh, do a? Oh. I mean, I, I'm keeping my peace. By I, I have a, I have a two month old little girl. Um, Congratulations! Thank you. Congrats. She's beautiful. Yeah, Uncle Terrace and Auntie Auntie Alex. Oh. Uh, they be hanging with us a lot. So that's literally been my joy every day. You know, waking up to her. You know what I'm saying and my lady and just trying to, like he's saying, making sure my my core is is, is, is tight and is good. Because once, that, once that's tight, like Tara said, nothing can infiltrate that, you know what I mean? And trying to keep my artistic piece at the same time, you know? Um, which is why, you know, trying to write songs and be, be in my vibe and stay creative at the same time. So that's that's pretty much, you know, how I, how I keep it, yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Congratulations to you again. That's really awesome. Uh, Alex, he mentioned you. You might as well talk about how you're also keeping your Um, Along with diet and exercise and just making sure I'm right, um, prayer. I talk to God a lot. I have conversations with him a lot on a daily. Um, I actually do um, one of my friends who I went to college with she and I, every day we exchange gratitude texts. So we'll say today I'm grateful for X, Y, Z. And that really puts me in check to really just be aware of any and everything that I'm just grateful for that I might not think about. Like today I'm grateful for clean water. I'm mm. grateful for, I'm grateful that my car works. Something as simple as that or something as simple as, um, you know, the, the opportunities that I've been afforded recently. I'm just, I'm grateful for it all. So, so that too, but also if, if there is a point where I may not be in high spirits or I might be, um, I might be afraid about, about, about certain things in the future, allowing myself to feel those things too, allowing myself to feel, but to know that the, the negative things will pass this too shall pass and just keeping all of that in mind and and making sure that i'm good so that my daughter's good so beautiful beautiful yes prayer yes gratitude checks 
That's everything. Got to, got to. Rap, let's hear from you. <laughs> I mean, just to piggyback um, what Terrence and Alex both said, exercising and eating right, you know, it's one. Uh, what we put in our body, you know, um, what we give to our body that releases great chemicals and endorphins. So that's just half the battle, you know, of our mental space and energy. Um, me, I've, I've been becoming okay with unplugging, you know, coming out of a world where we're also always supposed to be tapped in and plugged in and always on our phone and always available, you know, being still um, during this pandemic and, you know, among everything else, it's, it's okay to say, you know, I'm, I'm not available today. It's okay with saying, no, I can't do that today. Um, you know, it's okay, like, you know, not watching the video of another black person murdered, you know, not being on Instagram for a week because we have enough to deal with. Um, so that's one thing, protecting your peace is, is super important. Uh, you know, I've been tapping in uh, more so spiritually, energetically, learning how to vibrate higher. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and being okay with understanding what other people are around you because everybody not going to be on your level and your vibration, and that's okay, and understanding that everybody has a process and a place that they are in. You can recognize that, acknowledging it, but you don't have to take that energy on. So being in control of that space, um, you know, uh, I think those are the biggest things. Um, I've been reading a lot more. The Law of Divine Compensation is, one, is my book of 2020 for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's it, you know. Um, I'm I'm definitely getting cabin fever, so I'm trying to figure that out. But <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Um, now I, I guess too is finding a balance and being smart and being cautious about how we um, move within this pandemic, but also not always being led by fear. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes you need to go see your mama and hug her, but you know, be smart about how you do it. Like, yo, I need to see my mom. I'm a quarantine for seven days. I'm gonna go take a test go see my mom I'm gonna hug my mama because I need to hug somebody you know so thinking it thinking of, of things in that way but that's it beautiful hug my mama absolutely anyone else want to add before we wrap it up now I see Jason got that Kobe picture in the back I'm sorry I just had to say that Lakers I'm sorry yeah. I like. oh, that's right that's right yeah. that's right oh, man. that's how like the NBA bubble honestly was a huge part of my piece <laughs> Honestly, Adam so. Silver really should be the head of the CDC at this point because I don't know any other place that had zero positive tested pet tests in the Ooh. last several months. And they played for months. Absolutely. And with sweating, touching everything. You see, I'm representing my, my hometown, but we lost. But it's over. I'm, it's I'm, it's still, over. Rep I'm still representing. <laughs> Pass is yesterday. We must move forward. <laughs> we're so excited for music for the movement it will be available everywhere october 16th so make sure you all go support it tweet about it tell everybody about it because as you can see the artists on here are not to play with they're grammy award winning grammy nominated if they're not already they're going to get a grammy soon probably from this we're speaking it um and so please make sure you go check that out and really support of course this is another episode of Color Changes Tell Black Stories. Don't forget to make sure you are registered to vote. You have a voting plan. History is made every day by everyday people. So vote early, vote by mail, vote however you need to, but just yeah. vote. And remember that you can text voting 
voting the word to 55156 to find out more ways to use your power with Color of Change. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for being here. We love you. We love you. We see you. We're grateful for you. Awesome. We'll see you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Appreciate you.